1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. Today, I'm going to be reviewing and recapping Chris Stapp's Porzingis season and giving it a grade. I forgot to give Rui his grade, so I'll do that really quick. And then also finally reacting to a roster projection to start off the 2023 season. Finally going to get to that today. Let's get to it.
0: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
2: Just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, so I forgot to give Rui a grade. Less last episode, I gave Denny about a B minus C plus. I gave Kispert about the same thing. I kind of feel the same thing. Same way about Rui season, too. Um, You know, he missed 40 games. I thought he came in and played well with the minutes that he got, being on a minute restriction to start out. Um, offensively, he improved from the three-point line, um, shot 74% around the rim as well. He's always been fine around the rim. Um, he regressed from the free throw line. I thought he regressed defensively. Um, has some nice finishes around the rim. Still want to see him be more aggressive, but the off-ball defense and on-ball defense really has to improve. So the shooting, he got an A-plus for me. Shooting 44% um, percent from the three point line, which is just almost insane. It's, 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 I mean, it's not a high volume, but that's at a very, very high clip 44% from the three. Um, and in today's game, guys are just shooting threes, five, the stretch five, stretch fours. Um, but he has to improve defensively. He just has to improve defensively. I don't have a problem with a shot selection. Some people do with the mid range jumpers. I have no problem with that at all um and rebounding stood out to me too i, I want to see him rebound the ball more i think he's capable of rebounding more being more aggressive and it's about one two no he didn't play a lot of minutes but still he should at least had should have averaged at least five six rebounds in my opinion with it even with the time that he's gotten um average 11 points i feel like he should have averaged at least six boards and, he, and he's done that before so um but let's get to chris tap so I, I give really about a, a B minus c plus same thing in that range too so um, let's get to Chris Taps, man. Um, the bo- the blockbuster trade where Tommy Shepard, um, and you can you can kind of say it's a win win trade. The guys that we had, they just we had to move on. The locker room was toxic. Breton's couldn't; he, he was not shooting the three ball well at all. He had that was his one skill. And then you know the rumors about you know nobody liking him and just the fit wasn't good. Um, he was a turnstile defensively, and uh, him and Brad just could not coexist. The chemistry was not good at all, and. Um, he just looked like he lost a step and lost athleticism as well. Dinwiddie, he couldn't get the basket and grenades and whatnot. So I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. But for what we got, and we got a second round pick with Porzingis, it's kind of like did the did the Mavericks know something that we did not know? Was there something medically wrong, you know, an injury with Porzingis to the point where you would give him and a second round pick for a guy in Davies Bertons who is an inconsistent three-point shooter and a guy who in Dinwiddie, where you just heard nothing but negative things coming out of Washington and how unhappy he was. So I was just surprised that we didn't have to give up Denny. We didn't have to give up Rui. We didn't have to give up a first round pick for a guy. in like Chris has Porzingis who was an all-star, you know, who was an all-star, who's a unicorn. They call him a unicorn for the reason you get to see that every night in a Washington Wizards uniform. And I thought he showcased that um, the way he can shoot the ball from the three, the way he can put the ball on the floor, the way he can. And I thought he had an underrated, he, he passed the ball pretty well as, as well. Um, he does things that a lot of people who are seven feet tall, just are not able to do they're not able to dribble the ball that well and to be able to shoot and have touch around the rim and from the free throw line like that just not a lot of people are capable of doing that and Chris Haps Porzingis is probably the one guy on earth who's seven foot three who can put the ball on the floor and get to the basket and create and turn around and shoot a 10-foot jumper on you and and it will switch through the rim you know not a lot of people are, are capable of doing that so i thought it was a solid trade it could be a win-win for both sides but i think the wizards If Porzingis can stay healthy and mesh well with Bradley Bill, I think it's it's still a win-win. I'll just call it a win-win for that. But Porzingis, you know, looking at the surface numbers, um, I thought he had a good second half of the year. And I'm really, really happy that he played because a lot of people wanted him to rest and just not play and just hanging up for next year just because, you know, he had the bone bruise. He did not play in a game with the Mavericks. Uh, January 29th was the last game he played with the Mavericks where he had the bone bruise. Then he did not play again until March 6th. Now, granted, the all-star game, the break was in that, you know, gap of or, you know, absence. But still, that's a that's a good amount of time to miss. You know, he had a bone bruise. I don't know how serious the bone bruise was, but you know, it was kind of like what's going on. So from the surface, um, of all the games that Chris has played in, he didn't score any less than 14 points. I thought that was really good to me. Um, he had a couple thirty point games he had. 30 points against the Detroit Pistons. And then I want to say he had one more 30 point game in there, but he did not, but he had a couple of games where he just took over 30. He had 35 points against the Orlando magic as well. So he had two 35 point games. Um, so just looking from the surface, uh, the numbers for basketball reference, I do have some advanced metrics um, to look up as well, but I just had the stats here. Yeah, Here we go. Um, Per basketball reference, he had, he averaged, with the Wizards, he averaged 22 points a game and 8.8 boards a game and 1.5 blocks a game and 2.9 assists per game, which was a career high for him. So, and Wes Unsell Jr. really wants to use him as a big that can pass and facilitate a la Jokic. He did compare um, Bradley Bill and Prazingis to Jokic and Jamal Murray, which I wouldn't say that Jokic is just, just a different level as a passer and a facilitator he just has eyes on the back of his head which porzingis doesn't have that passing vision but i see where Wes is trying to go with it um this is a quote from West so jr as well he says um i think it's going to be a nightmare for defenses talking about bradley bill and chris has porzingis so I think they definitely can be a nightmare. I mean, Bradley Bill was the, the leading scorer for a long time in that 2021 season, ended second scoring in the NBA. He's scored 30 points a game multiple times. Chris has Porzingis is a bona fide, legitimate scorer. That's why they call him the unicorn. Also, Bradley Bill said that Chris has Porzingis will be the most skilled big that he's played with and the most talented big that he's played with. So, But I do want to get to some more advanced stats about uh, Chris has Porzingis' season. Um, and, of course, what I want to see from him, you know, what can he improve on now? There's he, he's he's basically a poly He's he's a I wouldn't call him a finished product, but he kind he, he is what he is. You know, he's he's a unicorn. He's he's 20. He's 26. He's 26 years old, was the fourth pick in the draft. He kind of he is what he is. You know, you know what you're going to get from him. You are need to turn around, jump shot, jump shots. You're going to get some post-ups, mostly turnaround shots, face ups. Pick and pop, pick and roll. He's a lob threat. He he kind he kind of he, he is what he is. He's just got to stay healthy. But I do want to get to some more advanced stats. that just showed how good of a season that he did have. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of, ma- of the major league baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the Bi- NBA Big Board Newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft player rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: All right, so let's get to some of these advanced numbers here. For Chris Tapp's Porzingis. And I found this one. John Hollinger from The Athletic gave Chris Tapp's a lot of praise. He called it, he called it the Tank Fest. That's what he called it. Um He said Chris Happy's Porzingis looks really good. Quote from the article. Um he, he said it looks really good. My concern that Dallas knew something about his knees, that the Wizards didn't appears, didn't appears to be overblown. That's what I said earlier. Um, right now. He said, because Porzingis has played at an all-star level since arriving in D.C., he scored at least 14 points in every game as a wizard, shot 36.7% from, a, from the three-point line after bizarrely not being able to make a triple in Dallas this year and nearly double his career assist rate. His 27.8 PER and 60.6 true shooting percentage in Washington would both easily be career highs if maintain, maintained for a full season. This was basically towards the end of the year. He said, Washington is 6-5 and five in his last 11 games, including wins over Dallas, Golden State in Minnesota, which should provide some optimism for next year once they inevitably overpay Bradley. But I'll stop there. Um, But, yeah, the Dallas game where he got his revenge on the Dallas Mavericks, KCP said, we want to win this game for you. I thought Chris has played really well. The Golden State game, that was a solid game from him. You know, him and Draymond Green were going back and forth. They were pushing him around. They're trying to be physical with him. That's one thing, too, the physicality of the game. You know, he's more of a finesse big. That's just what he is. He's a turnaround jump shooter. He's a guy that will shoot over you. He's able to shoot over guys. Even if you have a hand in his face, he can still really see over you and really look down in the rim like the Lakers game where we came. He had 16 points in the fourth quarter in that, La- in that Lakers game where he was holding the ball over Austin Reeves' head at the high post. Russell Westbrook was guarding him. He was holding the ball. He just like did a pump fake over Russell Westbrook's head. There was one time where um, LeBron was guarding him in the high post and he put the ball over lebron's head as well he was just looking over them and able to score over them. that's just how easily and how unique his game is but sometimes he does struggle a little bit with fa- with physicality i would say um nikola vucevic for the chicago bulls i thought vucevic got the best of him when we lost against the bulls um you know there's other bigs like you know when we played against the knicks mitchell robinson had 10 offensive rebounds it's inexcusable and i thought we got a little bullied here and here and there in a couple games, the the Blazers game, the Rockets game, Christian Watson hit eight threes. So I just think there were some games where we definitely got bullied in the post and got bullied inside um, where I do want to see him be more physical. But once again, that's just not really part of his game. He is what he is. He's a finesse big. He's not going to back anybody down. He's not going to be like Shaq in the post or anything. He's more of a finesse big. That's what makes him different. It makes him unique at seven foot three. All right. Um, Another stat that I wanted to bring up too, this one was from Josh Robbins. He said, in the month of March, when he did get traded, only six players in the league have averaged at least 20 points, eight rebounds, and one block per game. He was in good company with LeBron James, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and Carl Anthony Towns as well. um, Josh Robbins also wanted to say that his analytic stats are very impressive. Um, Through Tuesday, when an article came out the last day of March, March 31st, he ranked in the 80th percentile among bigs in defensive rebounding percentage the 86th percentile and block percentage and the 91st percentile and assist percentage, according to the website, cleaning the glass. So that's what we need. We need defense. We need rebounding. And Chris Tapps certainly provides that. I mean, you're seven for three. So you barely have to put your arm up there to rebound, but it, it is about one, two. And, um, also about your grit and grind. You know, who wants it more, who's going to go out there and rebound and box out. Um, so th- those are just some encouraging signs, some encouraging numbers from Chris has as well. Um, There was also this one is from Basketball Index as well, which I thought really, really stood out to me. This is from B-Ball Index from our Profiles Leaderboard tab. 51 players had a post frequency rate of 10 percent plus post ups and played a thousand plus minutes this season. Players most frequently taking jumpers on post ups were 88 percent was Kevin Durant. 81% 81% was Marcus Morris Sr. 72% was Chris S. 68% of the jumpers on post-ups was Carmelo Anthony. 65% was Danilo Gallinari. So that company, too, it shows we all know how those guys play. Kevin Durant is the mid-range assassin. He's a guy who will, who will post it up and shoot over you. That's why his game is so unique as well. Marcus Morris for the Clippers. I'm is he on the Heat now or the Clippers? I can't remember. I always get him and Marquise mixed up. But I want to say Marcus is on the Clippers. Marquise's game is like that, too. He he you know turns around. He'll face you up that's what Porzingis' game is facing up to. So that is just giving you context of Porzingis' game. He's not a back you down, I'm going to do a hook shot, left shoulder, right shoulder. He's more of a guy who's going to face you up, look at the rim. Maybe he can up fake you and get to the basket and, and and get a foul. Another thing that I liked about Porzingis as well is him getting to the free throw line. I thought he did that. One of the first games that he got here, he shot 10 free throws in a game. And it was so funny because the Wizards, before that game, they were complaining about they don't get calls. And I want to say it was the Pacers game. And I thought him and Denny had a good connection. Him and Tomas had a good connection. That's something going into next year, too. That's a big reason why I was happy that I thought it was positive that, excuse me, Porzingis played these last games so he could get some chemistry with guys who most likely will be on the roster next year, guys like Tomas, guys like um, Denny Avdi as well. I thought he had good chemistry. Him and was one of the few games that he played in, I thought he had solid chemistry as well. So he averaged seven free throws per game. He was five out of six. uh, He hit five free throws per game. It was 87% from the free throw line. We do need those. We do need guys that can put pressure on the defense and can get guys in foul trouble. And I don't think we have enough of those guys. And he raises the talent bar. This team needs talent. It needs talent. And Porzingis brings talent to the roster. Somebody that you can – Use as a number one option on offense or you can facilitate your offense through who you can run your offense through You can give them the ball at the high post and just tell him to go to work Or to find an open cutter or do what's called a hockey assist where you pass it to one guy They pass it to the next guy and He knocks down an open jumper or he makes a layup or whatever shot that he's able to make And I thought Porzingis did a good job of that He forced a lot of double teams I do want to find the numbers on that how many double teams Came his way but you could see defense's game plan for him So that would take pressure off of Bradley Bill as well on a positive side, too, because Bradley Bill always talks about from the jump ball, Brad is getting double teamed or defenses are shading to him or they don't even let try to let him touch the basketball from the jump ball. And Porzingis definitely can help Bradley Bill a lot with that, where you're going to have two guys where you're really going to have to offensively game plan for. So that is an, that is on a positive side. Porzingis being here. But once again, it's all predicated and it's all on health, 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 health. health. Once again, health, health, health. Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Looking at the games that he's played in the last couple of years, um, 2022, he played 51 games. 2021, he played 43 games. 2020, he played 57 games. 2018, the, the year that he made the All-Star Game, he only played in 48 games. 2019, he did not play at all due to an ACL injury. So that's the huge question mark. The huge question mark is your best ability is your availability. That's just what it is. Your best ability is your availability. Um, I do want to read some quotes. Always read about quotes when I do the reviews. You know, uh, I want to see a quote. I want to just say a quick quote from Wes Unsell Jr. Quote, when um, Porzingis rolled his ankle against Detroit and he did have that 30 point game and they won. He rolled his ankle. I know you guys remember that, but he got right back up. And I was like, man, oh, man, here we go. Is he going to have to sit out? Is he going to be done for the rest of the year? Are they just going to put him on ice? But no, he, he got back up. And he wanted to play. That's a very encouraging sign for me. Weston Unselt Jr. quoted about that moment. He said, "Those are moments that are often that often get overlooked." End quote. Quote: We recognize those things as a coach, as a staff. A lot of times, they get overlooked by fans or outsiders. But it's messaging not only to us, but to the group, to young players, that all of it matters. End quote. Uh, Porzingis also says, "Quote: This is this is also talking about when he got into it with Andrew Wiggins a little bit. Um, Andrew Wiggins fouled Chris Paul Porzingis, and Porzingis fell to the floor." He says, I didn't want to come out. I'm here and I'm healthy and I want to keep playing. So that just shows him, shows you that, Hey, he's here. He's healthy. He wants to keep playing. He did not want to sit down and be on ice. So next I'm going to come up with the questions and a grade for him and what I want to see from him. But before I do get to that, this episode is brought to you by built bar. Summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Bill bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. All Bill Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Bill Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Bilt Bar makes sure there is something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? It's cookies and cream. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories. 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. Go to built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This is Jake
1: from Lock On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. think of State Farm like a pivotal team player when you need help protecting the things that matter most. Remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: All right. So what I want to see from Chris Tapps is um, once again, just staying healthy. Um, can his can he play make like Wes Unsell Jr. is expected to? Can he mess with Bradley Bill? That's a question of for me. Can they coexist? The pick and roll, the pick and pop. Can they get along as well on a court? Is it, is it going to be a your turn, my turn thing where, you know, um, it just didn't work out with what it just didn't work out with Dinwiddie and Bradley Bill. Now, like I said earlier, Brad has never played with. He said this is the most skilled big that he's played with. You know, he's played with Nene. He's played with Gortat. But, you know, Nene did knock down the mid-range shot, but he didn't really step out to the three. I remember, I do remember Nene knocking down a lot of jumpers in that Bulls series where we beat them four to two against Kirk Heinrich. Um, but that, that's just the question for me. He has ne- he's never played with a seven-three-three guy that can put the ball on the floor, that can knock down a jumper, or a turnaround jump shot like that from the mid-range, and somebody that you can run all offense through and somebody that can just knock down a three and can catch a lob. and can be a lob threat as well. Um, so those, those are the question marks for me. And also Bradley Bill did say that Wes is, you know, he's he's looking for a guy. He needs a big to shoot and facilitate the offense a la Nikola Jokic. So that's what Wes Unso Jr. is looking for. You kind of saw he tried to do it in Montrose Harrell, but he just – that's not Montrose Harold's, you know, skill set either like a Jokic. And Przingis, they're different as well. They really are. They're not the same, but – I feel like Porzingis, his assist percentage will go up. Like I just said, he had a career high in assists with the Washington Wizards because, you know, Wes is putting him in that role to to facilitate the offense. So those are my question marks for me is health, meshing with Bradley Bill. Um, Can you run an offense through him, which I think you definitely can. I think we already know that answer. Um, And playmaking ability. And also defense. I did like how he played with Daniel Gafford. So I want to see how they play together. I thought they played really well in the two games they played played together. West that's on Wes Unsell Jr. playing those guys together. Can he mesh well with um with Daniel Gafford? So those are some of the question marks for me with Chris Has But I, I, I like the pickup. I love that I gave the I gave the trade an A plus. Tommy Shepard, he's the master of cleaning up a mess for sure. That's one thing that Tommy Shepard will do is clean up a mess that he's made. All right. Um. So I, I give I give him an A. I give him an A. To be honest, I, I love the way he played. I thought he played really well, man. Like I said, uh, twenty two points a game, eight eight point eight boards a game. You look at his per thirty six. If he did, if he wasn't on a minute restriction, uh, per thirty six, he averaged twenty eight points a game, one point nine blocks per game, and eleven boards a game. And the blocks per game regular in regular time was one point five. So I thought he he just brought something different. The Wizards need talent. I thought he brought finishing around the rim, three point shooting, which you know the Wizards are dead last and three pointers made per game um, and bottom 10 and three point percentage. Um, so he, he definitely brings that and just stretching the floor and he brings, he makes teams. You gotta, the Wizards need to put pressure on people. They need to, they need to impose their will on people instead of adjusting to other people. And Brad said in the press conference as well, in the middle of the year, we had the cast on his arm saying it's fair that he's coming back. He can't wait to see a lineup of Kuz, Um and Porzingis and Gaff. I want to say it was those three guys but it's about time the Wizards can impose their will on somebody else instead of adjusting to the other team. So I'm excited to see something like that next season. If Wes Enzo Jr. is to instill a good game plan, Gaff, you know, having those guys in there at the same time. Um, So I give him an AA plus, played in all the games except for resting in the last couple of games that he was, you know, he was able to play. So that was great for me. And I thought he brought a different dimension to the team and um there are some games where he literally he literally took over the lakers game he took over the pistons game he took over the, the magic game he took over and i thought he did a really good job against the mavericks we won that game all right so let's get to the roster here i've been procrastinating on this i should have been talked to this. this is on twitter this is back from the mail bag actually um uh, my guy tobias he said his roster his roster would be starting next year he said, "And I said, He said, "Can we get Brogdon for just Rui and KCP? Here's his team: Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, Dyson Daniels at the three, Bradley Beal at the two, Michael Brogdon at the one, Gaff off the bench at the five, Denny, Kispert, Tobias Harris, and Sato. Um, those are the ten guys. For me, I would change Gary Harris with um, using the mid-level exception, signing Malik Monk off the bench, and I would change Dyson Daniels for Benedict III. That would be my three, an athletic two-way guy who can knock down a three, who can defend and can jump out of the gym and can finish strong around the rim and is a really good off-ball cutter as well. I love Benedict Matherin. And he's a dog too. He's a feisty, feisty, uh competitive guy when I watch him play. So I love to have him on the team. But Bill Cypher at T-O-B-I-Y-S-A-S-H-I-067 on Twitter. Um, thank you for making that comment, and um, that's just good conversation there. The other roster I'm thinking about is if we make no trades and we keep everybody, we keep Rui, we keep Denning, we keep Corey Kisper, we keep Kuz, we keep KCP, um, using the mid-level exception to sign a guard um, or kind of like a veteran minimum type deal or something like that. Um, I got to think a little bit more on this, though. I really got to think more about it. Um, and then she's drafting Mathurin or drafting Malachi Branham. I would love to have Malachi Branham on the roster coming off the bench. And um, at guard, possibly John Wall. I'm really thinking about Patty Mills and Goran Drogic. I thought Goran Drogic played really well in the series. He had a couple good games, and he is 34 years old. That's the only thing. But looking at the money-wise, if you don't want to get a cost-efficient point guard, that can you know score and facilitate as well using the MLE or using a veteran minimum deal where you keep your cash and, you know, you use the money elsewhere and you don't have to trade picks or assets. I would take a quick look at Goran Rogers. I take, I take a small look at him. And of course, you know, John Wall using the MLE. I wouldn't mind him coming back to be honest. So that's just some, some roster talk right there. All right, you guys, guys want to thank you guys for listening and making locked on wizards. Your first listen every day, make sure to go check out the NBA big board. Uh, with host Raphael Barlow. And also, I'm sorry about that. Now make your second listen in Locked On NBA from the jump ball, from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Thank you guys for listening. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free
0: on Amazon Music.